0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: Hallelujah. Make sure that you will get this series of teaching and listen to the whole thing one more time. Sometimes when we listen to the teaching in the meeting like this, so many informations that have to go through our ear gate and come into the heart. And we will not be able to catch everything that God wants to say. So many informations and so many truths from the Bible. But when you go back home and sit in your car or your kitchen and you get a CD or MP3 and listen carefully, you can stop the machine and pray about it. Meditate about it Get into your heart And think how can I apply this principle Meditate about the truth This is how I grow I listen to the teaching a lot All the days Since I was a new believer The first day I became a new believer I'm so hungry I actually at that time I went to a big church in Bangkok And I went to the tape library At that time they don't have mp3 and cd so, I asked for that catalogue. It's about 300 sermons. I hand it back to the lady who take care of the tape ministry of that church. And I say, I will buy all of them and I will come back to pick it up tomorrow. And I did. I have to pay. I think about 15 bahts a piece or something. So, 300 is thousand of bahts at that time. I listened to all of them carefully. I jot it down, I learn and learn and I listen and I grow in the word by listening to good teaching. And when God spake to me something, I stop and I drive and meditate. Hmm, I see. And ask the Holy Spirit to really speak into my heart. I really take serious about knowing the word and practicing the word of God. All the days of my life since I got converted, the first day, I began to get into the journey of knowing and practicing the Word of God. And as we are faithful in this little thing, God will expand more and give us more revelation and understanding the truth of God, the revelation of God is so deep, so wide, so much that Human can learn all the days of our life. We will one day know everything when we get to heaven. But now we know only in part. The Apostle Paul, who was a great Apostle in church history, he even said, we know in part. So we all know in part. And we still have a lot of knowledge to know and to grow and to be more effective. The more we have the knowledge of God and put into practice, the more fruitful we will be. And the better soldier, we can fight the warfare and we can always win the warfare. I like the movie called Gladiator. Actually I like many movie, fighting movie because I'm a third degree black belt. And in the past when I was a young boy, I went to learn judo and then taekwondo. The reason I learned judo and taekwondo because my wife, uh, no, my girlfriend was beautiful. And a lot of Thai boxer guy on the street like to chase after her. So I'm a small guy, bookworm. I don't want them to kick me and give me a hard time. So I have to learn self-defense because all of them want her. But by the grace of God, she shows me not choosing them. So I am in danger all the time. I need to learn all this kick and fight and ready to fight with the Thai boxer. Later on, I find out that I'm a fighter. And, but I'm not a fighter in the physical realm anymore. I like to fight in the spirit. I like to fight with the enemy. The reason I like Gladiator or Ipman how many people watch Ipman? Wow. <laughs> Ipman 1, 2, 3. The reason I like to see those movies because I was always see myself as Ipman and as Gladiator. And I see the enemy like the devil and demon. And every time the devil and demon come, Ipman will and kick them down. And wow, good, kick the, the devil down. I like that, you know. And uh, so if you want to be like, if you watch the movie Gladiator, he never lose one battle. He always won. Except one time the guy, the king, come in and jab him in the back. When he tried to hug him and just... Like this to him. So he was backstabbed by the king. And that's why he lost. But otherwise, no one can put him down. I want to be that kind of Christian. No one can take me down. And how can you do that? You need to know the word. You need to be filled with the fire of God. You need to live a holy life. You need to live the right kind of life. You will not get involved with sin. Get involved with pornography. Get involved with any financial cheating or corruption anything because the, when when you start to move in sin you become friend with the enemy and when you do that he can attack you because now you are his friend you are not his enemy anymore you walk with him now so he can slap you left and right i make a decision to live a holy life because i want to be the f- winners i want to fight and always win For my members, for my family, for my kids, for my grandkids. I am here on earth to fight with you and for you. So I make that decision that I need to know the word of God. Amen. You see the picture now? Why we have to take serious about knowing and doing the word of God and living a holy life and filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is not in the sermon. Just word of encouragement for all of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. There's an introduction. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's continue to learn about the love of God together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. And we want to learn from your Holy Spirit, the great and anointed teacher, the Holy Spirit. Lord, we open our heart to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say to the church. We humble ourselves before you. Lord, we give full attention to your word. We incline our ear to what you say. And we, Lord, keep them in our eyes and in the midst of our heart. So that there will be life and medicine and health to our whole body, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity that we can learn, we can hear, and we can build our faith. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible says we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Do we know that we are born again and we have a sure ticket to go to heaven? Do we know that we have passed from death, spiritual death, to spiritual life because we can memorize the Bible, the scriptures, because we go to church every Sunday, because we wear the cross on the neck, or because we are a member of the worship team and sing song and play guitar up there and have a position of pastor and elders in the church? No, the Bible says that we know for sure that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. The best indicator of being born again is loving brothers and sisters. If you hate brother and sisters in the church, you may have to go back home or you may have to walk out to the altar call and give your life to Jesus one more time. Because you may not be truly born again. People who are truly born again will always love the brothers. If you hate the brothers and sisters, life still ab- uh, not, death still abides in you. So this is a very important subject that we need to understand. Our main witness for Jesus Christ is to reveal to the world how we treat each other. In the local congregation. And between the churches. First John chapter 3 verses 16 to 18. The Bible says. By this we know love. Because he. By this we know love. Love is God. God is love. How do we know God? How do we know love? What is the evidence of his love? Because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought To lay down our life for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods. And see his brother in need. And shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? My little children. Let us not love in word or in tongue. But in deed. And in truth. The Bible says that. We can see the love of God. By looking at Jesus, the son of the living God, who laid down his life for all of us. And the Bible says that if we are truly born again, we will love our brothers. And how we love our brothers, we lay down our life for one another. And in this series of teaching, we're going to learn how to lay down our life for one another. Love is not supposed to be just saying, I loved you. Yes, it's good. To say, I love you. We have a joke in our home. One time, my daughter told me that a telemarketing called my son-in-law. They talk and my son-in-law did not want to buy the product. And before the end of the, hang up the phone, he said, I loved you and hang up. Because he get used to the habit of saying, I love you to the wife, to the kids and to the friend in the church. So he forget that he was talking to the telemarketing. Telemarketing, and at the end, I loved you, bye bye. <laughs> when they told me that story, I laughed. <laughs> Especially in the American culture, sometimes we have this culture, we meet each other, hi, I loved you. But is that in, enough to say, I loved you? Love must be demonstrated in actions as well. The greatest manifestation or action of love is, I believe you don't like to hear this word, giving. The greatest manifestation of love is giving. And this is the big statement that many Christians don't want to hear. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world, he so loved the world, that he gave... His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Does the Bible say that God so loved the world that He shout from heaven, "Hey guy, I love you so much. I have a good feeling about you." Did the Bible say that that He shout from heaven, "I love you so much"? Does the Bible say that God so loved the world? That he feel good about you. So many people in the world think that love is about feelings. Feel good. Feel rosy. Feel wonderful. Love is not the feeling. Love is the person. And that person is the creator. The Jehovah. God. Love is God. God is love. It's not about the feeling. Because the word thing that God love is feeling. That's why we heard the word, I fall in love. Because it's a feeling, I fall in love. And three years later, after they got married, I fall out of love. (laughs) You fall in love three weeks, and you fall out of love three weeks later. You fall in, and fall out, and fall in, and fall out, because... Love to many people is about emotions. Love is not a feeling. Love, yes, can produce feelings. But love itself is not feelings. You can love even though you have no feelings at all. You can love even though you have bad feelings. You can love. And you can show love why you want to just put your hand up and slap on his face. You can love why your mouth wants to open up and say bad things to that person because that person hurts you. You can love even though your mouth, your heart wants to say some bad word, but you say God loves you and I love you as well. You catch yourself. Not to say bad things. You catch yourself not to pull your hand up and slap on that person's face. Because love is not the feeling. Love is a decision. And we can love people by the love of God. We cannot love people by our own love. Because our love is selfish. It's about me, 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 me. It's very conditional. That's why we need to be filled with the love of God. And that's why... This is, I have millions of re- reasons why I love, I am an arsonist. You know arsonist means, I think Thai people will not know the word arsonist. Many years ago, there was a, uh, I never forgot, I was about maybe 6, 7 years old. You were not born yet. <laughs> Many years ago, uh, there was a prime minister in Thailand. And we always see. This Prime Minister he has a law that he can judge people without going to court at that generation. At that time there are two kinds of people gonna be shot in front of public in on the street. One is people who rape women. If they find out that a man raped a woman, he put <laughs> this man just put people in front of public and shoot them so that no more raping in Thailand. The second one is arsonist. If you burn somebody's house by purpose, you get killed in public without going to court. Bam. Done. So no one dare to burn anybody's house in Bangkok and rape somebody for that generation. Because it's so bad. And people, this prime minister wanted to get rid of all this crime as soon as possible. But I'm not an arsonist that like to burn people's house. I enjoy seeing the fire of God burn people. Make me have fun to see people get burned by the fire. You know why? Because when the fire touches people, one thing that happened to them is that hatred will be removed. And the love of God will come in. And they will have more love. And when they have more love, they can love people with the love of God. And they don't depend on feelings anymore, because that love is not about feeling, but it's the love of God. And we can love people unconditionally. God said, my sh- little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. God wants us to demonstrate love in action. And then he continued to say about giving your worldly goods. Your worldly good, your finances, your material to one another. When you see your brother in need, you should not shut up your heart and pretend not to know about it. But you should open your pocket. You should open your home and help people. You should practice love in action. So John tried to say that the best manifestation of love, the most important manifestation of love is to give. To give How many people call yourself Christians? You call yourself Christians? Christians mean those who look like Christ Christ is the anointed one And he demonstrates how he lived on earth here I will go into detail, more detail in the next lesson And he demonstrated how to live on earth One thing he did He lived a life of love, and he lived a life of giving. Once he got into the ministry, he gave and gave and gave himself, gave his time, gave his anointing, gave his faith, gave his love, gave his teaching, and not only that, eventually he gave his own life. He died for mankind. We as Christians, we are followers of Christ. We are little Christ on earth today. We should live the same lifestyle We live a life of love And a life of giving He laid down his life for us Therefore we ought to lay down our life for one another When we heard this sentence We ought to lay down our life to one another Many of you say Oh wow, this is a great biblical concept Wow, great Let's go on to next verse Let's move on This is impossible to do. To lay down my life for my brothers. I agree. It's impossible to do. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. To come in and change us on the inside of us. To be a loving person. That we can lay down our life for one another. Amen. Doing good things for your brother and sister. And helping them. Because you love them. It's not just a religious thing to do. But it's the core of Christianity. Christ is love. He is anointed, loving person. And He lives a life of love. So when we come into Christianity, the core of Christianity is to live a life of love and giving. Definitely, we need to be balanced We need to be wise because we have limited resources and we have limited amount of money. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Who should we give? Who should we spend time with? How we can spend our resources? Definitely, we need to be balanced. We cannot give everything to everybody. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. But one thing that we need to understand, when we give, we live to love and to give. It doesn't stop at only physical need. Because if we help people physical need. We give them money. We give them materials. But they are not born again. They are not growing up in the Lord. They are still immature. They don't walk right with God. They are babies all the time. The money that you give them. Will not really resolve the real problem in their life. They are going to get back to the original problem again. You just. Do like just patching the problem. Just put the band-aid on, but inside the bacteria and the bullet are still inside. So ministering or serving or giving people the best, not just to give people physical need, help them physical need and financial need, but we need to help them spiritual need. In other words, people need to be born again. People need to grow up. People need to be corrected. People need to repent. And once they repent and have the right attitude, then the problem will disappear. Because they walk right with God. Amen? Amen. This teaching about love is a positive thing. Don't consider the word or the, the sentence laying your life for one another as a negative connotation. Actually, it's the Entry door into revival. Revival happened when people are givers. Look at the book of Acts. Why God pour out his spirit? Why revival happened in Jerusalem? Because the brother and sister in that generation are willing to live a life of love and giving. Let's look at Jesus Himself. How did He lay His life? How did He love us? Isaiah 53. Verses 4 to 10 Isaiah 53 4 to 10 For the sake of time I'm going to read only verse 10 You can go home, you write it down Go home and read 4 to 10 yourself The whole passage Talking about Jesus born our grief Carry our sorrow He was stricken by God He bore our iniquities He was bruised he received so many bad things for us. And in verse 10, the conclusion is, yet it pleased the Lord. The Lord means the heavenly Father. To bruise Him, means Jesus. It pleased the Father in heaven to bruise Jesus. He has, He, means the Father, has put Him, mean Jesus, to grieve. When you make, when the Father makes, His soul, mean Jesus' soul, an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. This scripture gives us a, if you read it carefully, you will see a deep revelation. The Bible said that God the Father was happy, was pleased to give Jesus and to allow Jesus to carry all the sin of the whole world, past, present, and future. He was so happy and pleased to let his son, the man who lived on earth without sin, spotless life, to carry all the sin of the whole world, to make his soul to become a sin offering, to be rejected to be tortured, to pass through so many torture on the cross. He was pleased. He was sitting on the throne and he smiled. He was not mad. He was not upset. He was pleased. He gave his son with joy. Yes, his son suffered. Lay down his life for all of us, suffer for all of us. In other words, Isaiah 53, tied to say, God the Father willingly gave His Son. Jesus Himself, the Son, willingly, joyfully suffered for all of us with pleasure so that we can be saved, healed, delivered, set free, have abundant life, and have eternal life. He willingly gave. He joyfully laid down His life for all of us, even though He knew what was coming to Him. The, postic, the whipping post, the reticule word from the enemies, and the pain and suffering on the cross. He willingly, everyone say willingly. willingly. Everyone say joyfully. joyfully. Before I go on, I like to say one, one word. And this is just to balance the teaching. Suffering that does not benefit others is in vain. Why did I say that? Okay. Because this can happen. Jesus did not suffer in order to build his own spiritual strength. Jesus did not suffer in order to prove how great he is. Jesus did not suffer in order to show off that, hey, I can do it. Look at. How I suffer for you Look at how I die for you I, I, I The book of 1 Corinthians Chapter 13 say You can give all the money to the poor You can give your life to be Burned in fire But if you do it without love It profits nothing It's in vain No reward in the eyes of God In other words, be careful People can walk into the church and act like they love and they give. People give, open home, give money to the church, give money to the people around. But they did it out of a wrong motive. The motive is, you need to honor me. You need to treat me right. You need to pull me up, give me position. I want to prove to you I'm a good Christian. I want to prove to you I'm a good leader. Look at me. I'm such a sacrificial person. Oh, honor me, please. If you don't honor me, I stop giving. I stop going to your meeting. I don't want to get involved with you anymore. That kind of giving, that kind of suffering is in vain because it's about personal pride and benefit. Be careful. Check your heart. Are you giving because you love the brother and sister? If you give because you love, you leave it you give it joyfully, happily, willingly. You don't give it a mournful tone of voice. <laughs> brother, I need to open my home for the care group i have to clean the carpet every week for my brothers and sisters uh, can you sympathize with me i sacrifice so much for this church but no one cares about me uh, i could i lose sleep for many nights i gave and give can it happen that way? Please don't take it personal for me. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm trying to teach you that that attitude can happen unknowingly, that you don't know that you is so immature and you so baby in Christ that you do good things out of the wrong motive and wrong attitude. Ouch. Jesus gave his life. Jesus sacrificed for us because he loved us so much. He did it out of love. Let's grow up to the point that we are like Christ. That we love people unconditionally by the love of God. And we are willing to sacrifice and give without gaining anything for ourselves. Without a prideful attitude. Amen. Look at what the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 say. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I love this. Another version say, the initiator and the perfecter of our faith. He initiates our faith. He's the best role model. Of a man who walked by faith to please the Father and to walk in perfect love. He's the author, the original faith. And not only that, he by the Spirit can make his love and his faith in us perfect. Oh, I love it. That's why I cling on to Jesus. This morning, somebody from another out of town were talking to me. I said, that I want to bless your brother and sister in that town. I'm happy to give you video teaching from here. And they say to me, oh, if I show to my elders, they're going to ask the question, what group they come from? What group this man come from, Baptist or Presbyterian or Evangelical or Pentecostal? I smile and I say, I come from Jesus group. In heaven, there is no Presbyterian. In heaven, there is no Baptist. In heaven, there is no Pentecostal. Amen. So we need to cling on Jesus, not Presbyterian, not Baptist, because Jesus is the ultimate author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Continue to listen. Who for the joy... Not for the sadness that was set before him, endure the cross, despising the shame. Another translation means disregarding the shame. I don't care to be shameful in front of people. I'm willing to be put to shame. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How did Jesus endure the cross? Despising the shame. With joy. He did it willingly with joy. When you love your brother and sister so much by the love of God, you will give them with joy. You will never give up. You continue to give. Whether they treat you right or not, I'm going to read the scripture later on. You continue to give. You will not give with the depressed attitude. You will not give with a long face. You give with joy. You give in love. And you give in faith. Be careful. If you give with the wrong attitude, you don't get any reward. It's in vain. Everyone say in vain. vain. It profits nothing. Amen. So if you're going to give, if you're going to love, let's do it with the right attitude. That is an attitude of love. So we can have the profit from God. Amen. Hallelujah don't give anything grudgingly don't give anything with the selfish motive with self-promotion motive then the seed that we sow will not go in vain sometimes the Lord may tell us to sow something and we sow out of love and we're going to reap it later on amen we're going to reap it later on and Every time God tells you to sow and to give, to love people, have this kind of mindset. When God tells you, sow, give, help, support that leader, support that pastor, give money to that person, give your best ring to that person. When God tells you to sow, this is the truth. God has a harvest line ready for you to enter into that harvest line so that you can reap the harvest that is bigger and better than what you sow. God's going to give you something better than what you give out of love. You're going to reap the benefit of love. You're going to live in the bubble of God's love. So, giving out of love and out of faith is pleasing to God. Amen? Amen. Because of all this fact in the Bible, I determine, I purpose in my heart that in our church I will not manipulate anybody to give, I will not use condemnation. Brothers, if you don't give, mafia gonna come. Get ready. You're gonna have a cancer soon. <sighs> okay, La. Okay, la I need to give. I'm afraid that my refrigerator will break down. My carburetor will fall off. The car. The mafia is coming. If you give out of fear like that. Out of manipulation by the pastor. Out of condemnation. It's in vain. I don't want you to do that, those things in this church. That's why we never manipulate anybody to give. We never try to use tactic technique if you give $300 i will prophesy on you if you give 100 maybe just lay a hand if you give 1000 i will spend time eating dinner with you how about that those kind of techniques is not biblical because you are forcing people to give out of the wrong motive not out of love amen Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion for God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver. Whose heart is in his giving. God loved and will show special grace to cheerful giver. And cheerful giver are those who walk in love. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he give of his bread to the poor. How many people want to be blessed? How many people believe that somebody is poorer than you? The reason I say that sentence, because I know some of you think right now, I'm poor. Give me. (laughs) Believe me, somebody is poorer than you. We should not have that attitude that, give me. We should have attitude. What can I do? Pastor Da and I really love you. And we want you to prosper. We want you to... Be abundant in everything. And I want to tell you, the key of entering into abundance is not selfish attitude. Give me, give me. The key to prosperity is sowing. You give the little you have, God will multiply. That's why I hate poverty mentality. You understand poverty mentality? Poverty mentality. People can have a lot of money in the bank, but they still feel poor. And because of the poverty mentality, they don't want to give to anybody. They feel poor all the time. And that's why they stay poor. The money keeps decreasing because they never want to give and sow to love people. Amen? Giving is not just an action of passing one thing to another person. Giving is spiritual and is primary manifestation of love. And God demonstrates His love by dying for us. Therefore, people who reject God are very ignorant. They reject the love of God. The selfish life is a miserable life. The giving life, the life of love, and the life of giving is a life of joy and fulfillment. I encourage you to live a joyful life give with joy your joy shall be full when you start to stop pointing finger to yourself and think about myself myself and you start to think about other people God going to open the supernatural door for you, for the money to come in, to pay off your house, to pay off your car, because you begin to think about other people, love other people more than yourself. Do you know why Jesus laid out his life for us? Because he loved you more than himself. If you can love other people more than your own jewelry, more than your material, more than yourself, you're going to start to enter into a big, big blessing of God. Amen? Not about myself. It's about other people loving our brother and sister. Turn loose your favorite thing. God may tell you to turn loose your iPad to give to somebody. Uh Uh-oh. God may ask you to turn loose to give you the best clothes that you just buy from the shopping mall and give to somebody. God may ask you to give your Isaac to somebody. Why was Jesus happy or joyful to go through suffering and lay down his life for us? This is the key, okay? I want to teach you spiritual thing. Jesus and the Father look past the suffering. He looked past the suffering and see the joy on the other side of the story. Jesus know that after he suffered, He's going to see the joy of seeing many seed. S-E-E-D. The seed is composed of you and me and millions of Christians all over the world that get saved, get healed, get delivered. And they have a new life. I tell you right now, every time when I get to SeaTac airport, get ready to go to Mission, my flesh scream inside me. I miss my bed. I miss my kids, my grandchildren. I hate to sit on the airplane chair, seat. I hate jet lag. And when I go to minister to thousands of people, prepare the teaching, send out teaching in the drop box, it's not easy. Time, spend time, suffering. But I see past the suffering because I love these people and I want them to be blessed. Amen. And I know that many of them are going to be saved and set free by the word of God and by the fire of the Holy Spirit. We see past the suffering, the giving, the laying down your life for other people and see the joy of seeing millions of people are going to go to heaven with us. A lot of people are going to be set free. Yes. Many people in Orange County gotta be set free. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Revival will happen in the land. Jesus said in the book of Psalm 40 verse 8, I delight to do your will, O God. He's willing to suffer because he know that many millions of Christians are gonna shout for joy to have salvation, to be delivered from demons, to be set free from bondage. Everyone say, I see, I see past the suffering. I will see the joy that come later on. Look at Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians 12, 12 to 13. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Paul was talking about himself. He was an apostle, and he was confirmed by the fruit of his ministry that he was so persevering, and he performed signs and wonders. For what is it in which you were inferior to other churches, except that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. 2 Corinthians 11, 7 to 9, I will make a conclusion for you. Did I commit sin in humbling myself that you might be exalted? Because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge. I robbed other churches, taking wages from them to minister to you. And when I was present with you and in need, I was a burden to no one. For what I lacked, the brethren who came from Macedonia supplied. And in everything I kept myself from being burdensome to you. And so I will keep myself. The Apostle Paul was serious about this. He said that by the principle, he deserved salary from the churches that he planted and he took care of. He deserved the financial support in preaching the gospel. Those who under him should give him some financial support support but he said that okay i'm gonna preach to you free of charge i get no money from you because i want to prove to you that i love you and i come to give to you as a father give to your dead children i can identify with paul all these years i am a tent maker work for two jobs i know my wife suffered a lot Because I have to work for two jobs, neurosurgery and pastoring, without taking salary from the church. Because I want to prove to people in America that the preacher of the gospel can do it without financial gain. And people will know that this church is sincere. Amen? Amen. Do I deserve salary? Yes. But I did mean to be a tent maker. In fact, lately, I start to think about the day of re- retirement from medical field. I have to think very hard because I don't want to take money from the church. It struggle inside me to stop medical practice and come out and the church pay me salary. I really struggle because I have been doing this for many years without being paid by the church. When I went to Thailand, every single penny or baht or satang, that was offering in the big revival meeting, I never took home even one penny. I left it in Thailand. Why? Because I want to show to all the pastor in Thailand that love is about giving. We work our own hand to get income And give to the brothers and sisters. We don't use the gospel to make money. Yes, one day I need to quit. Because I know that you want me to live 220 years. If I keep working two jobs, I may not live that long. So I need to stop one day. And you take care of me eventually, financially. Amen? But as long as I can, I will try not to be a burden for anybody like Apostle Paul. The point is this in Psalm 37 verse 25. I have been young and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his descendants baking bread. We are a believer. We are not a baker. Believers don't have to beg. You don't have to beg your potential customer. Your client and your boss to give you a raise. You don't have to beg the member to give you money. You don't have to beg anybody to give you anything. We are not a beggar. Why we are not a beggar? Because we have my Father in heaven who is my provider. He will provide for me. So we will not beg anybody or manipulate anybody to do anything to put guilt on people, that they will have to give us money. Hallelujah. We work hard with our own hand Amen. to feed ourselves. Just yes, when we see people in need, we give. But at the same time, we ourselves will not beg anybody to give us anything, Amen. and to manipulate anybody to give us anything. Manipulation can come two ways. Look at me. If you don't keep me, you're in trouble. That's one way. Another manipulation. <gasps> poor me. Have mercy on me. I'm so poor. To the point that my hand is shaking right now. And people look at you. Oh, okay, killer. That is baking. People who walk in faith can have joy, can trust God, looking for a job, working hard, wash dishes, I don't care. I work. I don't bake. Amen? Because you are meant to a Christian, you don't bake people. Amen? Who Today, a lot of bullet out of my mouth today. Faith puts no pressure on anybody to give you money. Faith puts no pressure to give you anything. But faith and love give and bless people. Let's say out loud together. I will not be a burden to my family. Or to my friend. Paul said that I will not be burdensome to anybody. So let's believe this way let 's believe all of us, okay let 's believe together how many people want to believe this? We 're going to have a sharp mind. We 're going to have a good leg, good back. when we turn ninety and twenty years old, and we will not be burdened to anybody. We will not be burdened to anybody financially or physically. I expect to walk well at twenty hundred, twenty years old. I expect not to have anybody to take care of me. I will have enough money to take care of myself. I will not be a burden to anybody. But I will be a blessing to everybody. We are not in the business of putting burden on people. We are in the business of removing burdens and destroying yoke from people. Amen? Amen? Once my job is done, God take me home. I will not stay around with problem to be a burden to anybody. Amen? Amen? That is a perfect thing to do. I know the world is not perfect. We still take care of people who need our help. And we never blame them that they are, have burden that we have to take care of them. Amen? Amen. Let me read last scripture and... Finish. Second Corinthians twelve fourteen to fifteen. Wow. You think they'll come to learn the love of God? You're gonna hear about Du-tu-tu-tu-tu. nice teaching. Feel good. Love, love, love. Sitting at the table with a candlelight. Second Corinthians twelve fourteen to fifteen. Now for the third time I am ready to come to you. And I would not be burdensome to you, for I do not seek yours. Paul said, I don't seek your property, your money, your belonging. But you, I want you to grow up. I want you to be blessed. You, I want to seek you to grow up. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. I will, listen carefully, I will very gladly spend And be spent for your souls, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I am loved. Wow, what a profound statement. Paul is a very mature man. He said, I'm willing to spend my life, lay down my life for you. And not only that, you can spend me. I am willing to be spent by you. Spend my time, spend my money, spend my energy. Said that your soul will grow up. Wow, what a loving man he is. And not only that. He said, even though you love me less, I still spend for you. This is a human nature. You go to a care group. And you try to show love. You bring snack and food. And no one greet you. No one talk to you. No one care about you. And what is the first reaction? I think I need to quit this care group. I need to go to another care group. That is immaturity. You are willing to spend and be spent gladly even though you are loved less. Okay. You don't quit. You don't quit on people. Right. Amen? Amen? Whether they like you or they accept you or not, you still love them. Let me say this one last sentence and be close. Prosperity. It's not about my own comfort. God wants to give you prosperity so that you can exercise love. If you want to show love to people, you want to give. God going to give you prosperity to be able to give more. Amen? Prosperity is given so that you can have money to bless people and to show love to people. In conclusion... Love Builds up Love Gives Love Will not be a burden to anybody Love Is Spiritual And the Greatest manifestation of love Is Giving Amen, Amen. How many people say I take, I take this word I will do it I will, do it. I will grow up I will walk in love. love. My provider is God. God. I will live a prosperous life. life. So that I have in my hand to love love. and to give. give. I live to give. I I lay down my life for my brethren. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, for reminding your children how to live a life of love. And we thank you for showing us the greatest example that is Jesus Christ, that he laid down his life for all of us. Help us, Lord, to not focus on self, even though we should love ourselves, but we're going to love brother and sister and live our life like Apostle Paul To be a blessing to other people. And we know Lord as we sow the seed of time, energy, money, talent and gift and faith, loyalty to people. We will reap the same thing back. We will never lack Father. We thank you Lord for changing us, transforming us, renewing our mind by this word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
0: We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. Seek your home